and welcome to Infinite Deer, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm your delectable host and dungeon master, Sam Went, and we have playing with us today Alex as Leah Flimflam, Emma as Ira Shat, George as Amber Phoebian, and Lachlan as Hendrick Stonesword. Last time on Infinite Deer, as they searched for ruins of Vitheim for the map to the Axe of Kadur, our heroes discovered that Vitheim had fallen due to the growth of an arcane cult worshipping an entity called the Forsaken. This cult was, like our heroes, trying to acquire the Axe of Kadur. Having made their way through the Vitheim Palace, once home to Governor and later King Derek, the gang found their way to a courtyard where 40 twitchy dwarves and a man in chains surrounded a statue of Derek with a mysterious door in the base. How will our heroes react to this situation? We find out in Chapter 8, Overthrowing Depression. The far end of the chamber is a large stone statue of a dwarf wearing a crown and seated on a throne. A door within the statue is open. Gathered in front of this statue are about 40 haggard-looking dwarven soldiers. And also a terrified human who has been gagged and wrapped in chains next to them. What? The dwarves all point their muskets at you. I said I was opening the door gingerly. That's probably why they're opening their muskets at you, you fucking ginger. (laughs) Okay, say you are are 40 dwarves. Mm -hmm. You've been terrified by Wendigos. Yeah. Not had sleep for several days. Mm Mm-hmm. And a door creaks open. You have a gun. Well, you have 40 guns. What do you do with those 40 guns? I'm just going to go back. (laughs) (laughs) As fast as I can. I'm not, you know, discretion is the better part of valour. The goblin runs out of the secret door. What did you find? the corridor. There's so many dwarves and they have guns. There's 40. We can't. But there's a statue with a door. And a human who's dead, probably. Wait, this sounds like the rest of the, the regiment. We've probably found the main force. We should go and talk to them and find out what they've found. You first. They tried to shoot me. Wait, did you say there was a human? Uh, yeah. He might be the bloke who hired me. Oh, I thought you were going to say he was your brother and I was like, well... No, <laughs> no, no, but I was hired by this academic to protect him as he explored the city and, um... I'm putting way more effort into this job. This one really feels my passion. <laughs> yes, it seems like you did not do a good job if he is bound. And, uh, uh, please don't ask him for a reference. All right, well, <laughs> Hendrik, you go first, because they were literally about to shoot me. Right, um, what's the story again? We're archaeologists. Yes, we are archaeologists. Emotional support goblin. Yes, emotional support goblin. My half-brother. <laughs> um, the costume is... It's its not working anymore. Oh, he's in a score screen hall in it. <laughs> right, I'll go first. I head down the secret corridor... Uh, and as I get to the door, which Leah has described as containing 40 twitchy dwarves, <laughs> yeah. I, I say from inside the door, Hello, chaps. I'm coming in. I'm a dwarf. I'm not evil. Don't fire. I'll have my hands up. You emerge from the door with your hands up. 40 muskets pointed at you. Well, hello, chaps. Uh, fancy seeing you here. We're archaeologists. Do all of you come up? No, I'm certainly not. Because you had your hands raised, Emma. I imagined you were with them. Yes, me and my cat are archaeologists. I agree. I am an archaeologist. I suppose I go where Krunk goes. Okay. Krug. Krug. Krug <laughs> yeah. comes with. That's what I said. Just the goblin remains behind. I'll be in the corridor, but just maintaining my distance because I don't fancy being shot 40 times. The, the dwarves still look twitchy, but a another dwarf in a general's uniform walks through them and says, Calm down, they're not Wendigos, obviously. Archaeologists, you say? Yes, yes, and you must be the uh, captain of this regiment. Uh, I am Lord Bardas. 
It is very much my pleasure, uh, my lordship. Um, Ex-Private Stonesword of Alheim. Ah, the Royal Army. Yes, used to be. Uh, went freelance. And became an archaeologist. Yes, well, you know, passions take you where they take you, and apparently mine takes me to wet caves full of wendigos. Midlife crisis, you see. And my cat can talk. I feel, I feel like I should have opened with that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was quite apparent as soon as I started talking that I could talk. <laughs> I just, I, I thought previously we weren't doing the whole you can talk thing. Well, before, maybe not, but I felt a bit demeaned by it, to be she, honest. She's a feeless, then? Yes, yes. And an archaeologist? Also, yes. Where were your tools? We lost them on our escape from the Wendigos. Raw deception. Okay, that's 24. Plausible. Yes, it, it does sound plausible, doesn't it? By the fact, I assume you have also encountered these horrible Wendigos. Yes, my men have been kept up by them for several days, and we have lost many men to them as well. Sorry, quick side point. Them. Multiple Wendigos. Yeah, the caverns are filled with them. Oh dear, I thought there was just one and that was bad enough. We've never seen more than a few at a time, but I imagine it's what left of the citizens of this city. Right, well, I suppose we, as archaeologists, will be sticking with you. And may I also introduce, um, I sort of shout back to the corridor, my other archaeologists. Uh, Krug steps through the door. Immediately, the, the human tied up starts to get excited and make <coughs> noises through his gag. Uh, why do you have a man tied up over there? He, he looks very agitated. This was the last archaeologist to attempt to interfere in dwarven business. <laughs> well, you don't see many of those around here, now do you? <laughs> I would not dream of it, my friend. Oh, no. From the back, I think I'm going to go, I'm not an archaeologist, I'm an emotional support goblin, don't tie me up or shoot me 40 times, please. <laughs> you have an emotional support goblin? Yes, I'm very strange. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Now, as fellow lovers of history, you wouldn't mind telling me what brings you to Weitheim. So, yes, uh, we'd heard that... <laughs> Um, Weitheim had recently been uncovered, and having read about it in a book, which I got, I got of a, ver a very disreputable source. I thought it was all, all a, a myth. We thought we'd come in and have a look around, and then, and then it was here. Yes, yes, yes. In fact, we sent a petition to the Dwarven King to come and help your regiment. He sighs. Yes, we, <laughs> we did. We did. Yes, we did. Of course. You have been in contact with King Dalmar. Well, one of his associates. I'm sure he doesn't answer every letter he gets sent, does he? He has people for that. He is far too busy being mad. <laughs> I, I said that last bit very, very quietly, but also hilariously. You don't know if he heard you. Okie dokie. Banter. It is not unknown for His Majesty to have certain whims. Yes, and aren't we such a whimsical group? That fits in with his, his modus operandi, I suppose. Did he give you the emotional support, Goblin? No, no, that's on me. That's, that's my particular weirdness. Well, calm down, Hendrik. You seem a little anxious. <laughs> Thank you very much, Callum. What? Uh, uh, Hendrik, yes. Hendrik winks at you. I am Callum. Stay calm, deep breaths. We'll overthrow... Right now... Right. Just stay calm. <laughs> he is helping you overthrow depression. Yes, that, that's the one. And anxiety. It's so debilitating. <laughs> but anyway, enough about us. Tell us about yourself, my friend. What brings you to a cookie place like this? You come here often, you look like you work out. <laughs> <laughs>
Are you flirting with him? <laughs> Loki. The, the hinge comment, the comments on my hinge profile earlier made me quite vulnerable, so I need to live vicariously through D&D. Thank Thanks. So what brings you to a place like this? Well, since you are here in service of his majesty, I suppose you are aware what we're here looking for. Yes, you're looking for the Axe of Kadur. The Axe of Kadur. <laughs> I see state secrets are not so easily kept these days, oh especially with this echo. <laughs> <laughs> but we got told because, as you know, as we've already established, we are working for a king as well. And of course we wouldn't know that you were looking for the Axe of Kadur. The Axe of Kadur. Unless we had actually talked to the king. How was he? Uh, well, the letter which was written was quite pl- legible, so I imagine it wasn't him who wrote it, but... Very well. We believe that there is some clue to the location of the Axe of Kadur hidden within this statue. As you may have guessed, we do not want to stay in this city any longer than we have to. Ah, well, how fortuitous it is that we are here, archaeologists, to look at this statue for you. Perhaps you would be willing to take on a contract, a more formal arrangement in service to his majesty. One second, uh, I need to discuss this with my fellow archaeologists. We form a puddle circle. Huddle, huddle, huddle. Right, so, two things. Firstly, contracts are good, that means reliable money. Yep. Second thing, it is the Alheim army and, and they're led by a madman, so, well, uh, forts. Didn't they say there's a secret in the statue? I think I figured out the secret. It's the doorway. Leah, you're a genius. <laughs> That's <laughs> really dumb. This is why we brought you on. <laughs> yes, assistant manager, here I come. If we can, we should talk to a man who tied up. Yes, because either we do this for them or we become the man who is tied up also, so... Hmm, that does put us in a bit of a sticky wicket, I see. So if we don't take the contract, you think that we're going to become prisoners? Oui. That, that sounds highly likely, knowing what I know about Alheim. Okay, anti-bondage crew. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Should we negotiate for his release too? Wait, whose release? The, the man. Uh, secondary concern, we can ask for that later. Cool. Okay, we all put our paws nans in and we cry milk. <laughs> right, milk snatchers on three. Is that doing anything for you? <laughs> no, I quite like that one. Okay. <laughs> right, three, two, one. Milk snatchers. Milk snatchers. Milk snatchers. No, no, that sounds weird. <laughs> it is absolutely necessary for the peace and safety of mankind that some of Earth's dark, dead corners and unplumbed depths be let alone, lest sleeping abnormalities wake to resurgent life, to newer and wider conquests. H.P. Lovecraft. But what if the worst should happen, and these words go unheeded? The darkness deepens, but you'll find you're not alone with the Lovely Craftians. A Call of Cthulhu actual play podcast, available at lovelycraftianspodcast.com or your favorite podcasting app. We all roll for sanity together here. So anyway, anxiety, no. <laughs> yes, uh, th- thank you, Callum. Um, so, uh, Mr. Captain, uh, what would be the terms of this contract? My lord would be the correct way to address uh, me. Apologies, my lord, my lordship, your lord- lordiness. I panicked, I'm sorry. Callum, some more words, words please. Deep breaths. Think of home. Not the one that burned down. Think of your home before the fire. <laughs> Don't focus on your family's deaths and how you could have saved them. That's unhelpful thinking. H- Hendrik now crying a little bit. <laughs> right, uh, your lordship, I, I feel much better now. The contract. We believe that while the Axe of Kadur does exist and that it was here, it no longer is. Once we have 
recovered, whatever clue to its location lies within the statue, you will be employed by the Kingdom of Alheim to locate the Axe of Kadur and return it to the king. And in return we will receive... Gold. That seems a t- just a touch nebulous, <laughs> a little bit unspecific. Could we get, say, a number associated with that? Uh, yeah. 10,000 gold. Oh. Whoa, last time we only got 10 gold. No, wait, we gave away 10 gold. Sorry, party, you are terrible at negotiations. You can't yeah. just get overexcited when they give their first <laughs> bid. Oh, okay. 10,000 each. And release of the man. Y- yes, what the goblin said. I'm willing to give you the archaeologist. And 10,000 each? I think 10,000 is more than enough for the five of you to live on. Okay, best offer, 5,000 each. Look, I'm taking all the risks here. You need to up your ante. I think I'm taking a considerable amount of risk in hiring you. Fair play. I'm I'm done. (laughs) He's a negotiating master. Sorry. (laughs) Right, well, if if Leah can't break him, then none of us can. (laughs) (laughs) Our negotiating tactic of 10,000. What if more? No. No case, sir. (laughs) We will graciously take it, your lordship. Very well. As an initial down payment, he walks over to the human in chains, picks him up and pushes him towards you. Excellent. Another member of the party (laughs) to look after. Mm. Uh, Let's take this gag out of his mouth. Oh my god, it was so horrible. I put the gag back in his mouth. (laughs) Jack Jack Whitehall? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he looks uncannily like Jack Whitehall. Oh no, it's mediocre stand-up for the rest of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Take that, Jack Whitehall. (laughs) Celebrity cameo number three, four. He's he's not going to survive to the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) What if we pit Jack Whitehall against Benedict Cumberbatch in a final fight off. Are those the Wendigos though? Yes. (laughs) I think the Wendigos win. To be fair, I don't like Jack Whitehall, so this is a big win in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Very well. If we have an agreement, then your first task, find out what this statue is hiding. A staircase? No. The door? The door is open. Have you been inside yet? We have, but we've not managed to get it to reveal its secrets. Have you tried laying coin in little basket at the bottom of statue? Because then usually they come alive and start moving. What on earth are you talking about, Amber? <laughs> London South Bank. You know, the, the statue people? Are you suggesting that it's a living statue? Yes, I think it might be a person standing super fucking still. We've already established, a- after sure. like 1500 years, things tend to have degraded. Unless they're marrow, <laughs> which just stays fresh. Yeah. It's which... not a statue made of bone marrow. Okay, it's fine. one Wendigo that defected to the entertainment industry. Quick question, though. So you said you've been through the door. What's on the other side of the door? It's a small chamber. There is writing in it. Ah, the writing's on the wall. Indeed. Well, it should be easy to discern what it means, then. That being what that phrase roughly translates to. Ah, linguistics. Uh, It does not say the writing's on the wall. Let's ungag the uh, academic for a second and ask him some questions. I ungag the academic. Can we do this away from dwarves in case... I look look around the small room in which there are 40 dwarves, us, and an academic. Uh, Hello! Crack, you came back for me! Regag, regag. <laughs> Let us go into the chamber first. How about that? He might say something about not going into the chamber in case you get killed by spiky knives. Fine, mm. ungag, ungag. Oh, that's so much better. Can I stay ungagged this time? Uh, we'll decide that depending on what you talk like. How about the chains? Uh, no, those stay on. Okay. So, you're an academic, correct? Indeed. And you were researching this antechamber? Uh, Professor Artus of Dwarven History at the University of Rebetia at your service would shake your hand, but wrapped up in chains. And, uh, yes, I, uh, was, uh, investigating this city in an attempt to find the supposedly mythical, although I've always had my doubts, Axe of Kudur. Axe of Kudur. 
Why do you keep doing that? Doing what? Doing, just doing what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> anyway, um, chains off? No, no, once again, keeping those on. Uh, answer our question, the antechamber, you were, you were researching it. Not this particular antechamber. Unfortunately, I was captured by these um, charming fellows before I made it this far into the city. What's uh, in the statue? Uh, I believe it to be a small room. Uh, there is uh, writing on the walls in Dwarfish, uh, roughly translated into common for those of you who do not uh, know the Linga Dwarfica. The Forsaken demands blood. Reject the Forsaken. So don't spill blood. Right. I think seeing as this man clearly has no idea what's going on in the room, we just go in and try and work it out ourselves. All right. Do yes. I have any blood on my clothes from where I got eviscerated earlier? Probably, yeah. Grok, gone near wall. And I just um, wipe a little streak of blood on the wall. No, 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 no. If the Forsaken wants blood, we do not want to summon a Forsaken, whatever this. No, I, I think I was right here. I think spilling blood and appeasing the Forsaken sounds like what we shouldn't do. Okay, but what if we summon the Forsaken and then just ignore him? Uh, then we reject him. Treatment. Yeah, uh. we just pretend he's not there and then we reject the this Forsaken. This is the high school answer to this riddle. <laughs> Let's go into the chamber first and just have a look around, see if there are any more clues. Okay, uh, there's only really room for one person to stand in it at any one time. The walls themselves are smooth stone. However, scratched into one of the walls are the words, in Dwarvish, the Forsaken demands blood, reject the Forsaken. Above those words is the symbol with the eye and the wings. That's the same symbol which we saw in the book written in blood. The Forsaken demands the blood, and we need to reject whatever this is. I reject you! Oh, good idea, Ivor. Say it louder. I reject you! Uh, <laughs> nothing happens. Maybe say it in Dwarvish. Heinrich, what's your current HP? 12. And what's your max? 26. Okay. Am I going to die? No, nothing happens. We're all going to die. Nothing happens. Ominous. Forsaken wants blood, reject Do I have to reject my own blood? Curse you, blood! I don't like you inside me being scooshing around. Speak in Dwarvish! I say that in Dwarvish. No. Can I use Divine Sense, usually just for detecting undead celestial fiends within 60 feet, but also consecrated or desecrated objects or places? Yes, uh, you believe this place has been consecrated. This place is consecrated! I don't know what that word means! Yeah, Croc. How would you like to make one gold? In this in addition to my share of the 10,000. This is just between you and I, Croc. All right. And the rest, if I tell them. All right. <laughs> what I want you to do is I'm going to give you a little catty cat on hand. Just a little one. I want you to go into the chamber, put your hand on the eye for the shits and the giggles. <laughs> that sounds dumb. Yes, but would you do it for one scooby snack? <laughs> I am not a dog or a pervert. Okay, one gold is snack. <laughs> Orcs don't eat gold. That's not even a stereotype, that's just not a thing. Grog, one gold, I'll pay you if you do this, will you? For one gold? Yes. You want me to summon a demon? Whoa, 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 whoa. No one said of the summoning of the demons. What do you think is going to happen if I put a bloody hand on the evil symbol <laughs> that corpses were arranged in? Because I agree with your dwarf friend, that's not a good thing. Stop paying attention to the exposition and live a little. Quite gets a nosebleed when you say the word exposition. Perfect. Okay, now, wipe that on your hand. I'm just going to pick his hand up. Wipe it across his nose to get a bit of blood in his hand. He's a glork. You can't, like, just move well, his like, own I'm hand. Just, I'm just getting just do, like, just strength off. I'm whispering his ear, like, shh, shh, shh. And then I'm just like, 
He resists. Okay, he resists. He does not. He does not want to do it. No. You can challenge him. Do a strength. I'm not going to challenge the <laughs> man whose back I'm on. Do <laughs> and then try and force him into the chest. All he can really do is fall on his back, and he's won. Endrick, you should lick the wall. Wait, why lick it? I don't know. It's what you've been doing all day. You do know about the history of stone. You know, I'll give it a try. I, I walk up and I, I touch for wall. I caress it and I lick for wall. Roll history for me, please. Cool. Gonna roll history at advantage because I'm a hill dwarf and I love me some rock. Ooh. That's actually pretty good. Uh, 19. Based on the construction of these statues, you've heard about dwarves using them elsewhere. This statue was essentially used to um, protect something. Uh, you believe if a person who fits the criteria of the consecrated statue were to stand alone in this chamber, then it would open. We need to find a person who meets the criteria of these words. Someone who has rejected... Oh, do I have to, be... do I have, to have no blood? Is that what it's suggesting? No, we need someone who is forsaken. No, no, it, do it doesn't say be forsaken. It says reject the forsaken. Yes, we reject the forsaken by putting them in room and closing door. So, one by one, we should stand in this chamber and see what happens. Yes, like one of those dressing montages from, like, a film. Oh, <laughs> uh, we... Yeah. Yes. Wait, what's a film? film? Sorry. Turn on, feel a little nosebleed there from uh, like, like, fourth wall break brain. Yeah. Happened. Right, so one at a time, we all take our place in the little room. And do a really cool, like, flashy pose. Yeah, so, Hendrik, you've done it. Uh, who's going next? Krog. Uh, with you on his back or not? No, no, it has been one at a time. Krog walks into the room. The door closes. <gasps> Oh no! It opens again, and Krug walks out holding a key. <gasps> oh! I fucking pulled all of your assholes! Employee of the month! Krug, you're amazing! I, I feel good about this. No, you see, now I'm just confused because I don't understand why that worked. Wait, um, seeing as I would be outside the chamber when Krog went in, yeah. I don't want the other dwarves to know we have this. So okay. I, we'll have, have the other dwarves seen the key. I'm gonna make a roll for this. But we're fairly well stacked in the little corridor leading to the chamber. The statue's in like a big open square, so they would have seen him come out of the statue. And there's 40 of them. Okay, they've seen the key. As Krug comes out with the key, you hear screaming in the distance. Um, chaps, I think we need to get the heck out of Dodge. Wendigos, one by one, land in the square. The dwarves begin firing at them. Lord Bardas screams, run! Oh, where's the exit? There was a gap between uh, this chamber and a stone bridge, but you could easily jump the gap. Right, we run towards the stone bridge. Don't yes. suppose anyone wants to pull a Gandalf right now. <laughs> Somebody trip Jack Whitehall. <laughs> no, we should bring the academic. I can run faster without these chains on. Krung, pick up Amber. And, and the academic. You run across the stone bridge as Wendigos rip into the dwarven soldiers. You hear the sound of musket fire in the distance behind you. Uh, this stone bridge ends, but you can jump down onto the original city square where you entered Weitheim. That leads you to the door out of the city. I know where we are. No one step on any skulls, but run that way. And I point back towards the entrance. Okay. You run out of the cave with Krug and the academic. Krug is holding you, yep. Ambo, and he's holding the academic. Yes. As you run out of the cave system and out of Weitheim. Standing waiting to greet you are the dwarven soldiers from the camp. How was your trip? The Wendigos are coming, and your commander is right behind us. You'll need to guard the entrance. We keep running. Uh, you run past them, past the elven prisoners that they've still got, Fuck and down the mountain. You are some way away from the camp now. <sighs> 
Right, we need to do two things. Firstly, Krug, you've got that key, haven't you? Yes, I'll have the key. Right, give it to me, I'll keep it safe. Gives you the key. Uh, second thing, we need to go and find our very ill Shetland pony. She's around here somewhere. <laughs> Wait, if the commander is still in there, then we will not get our 10,000 gold. I reckon we will probably still get 10,000 gold if we give magical axe to King. He will probably reward We might get more. <laughs> I just got back. I don't run as fast as you guys do. Oh. Why did you leave me? <laughs> I could have died. <laughs> anyway, what are we doing? Well, uh, I suppose what we should do is get off of this mountainside back to town. We could also untie me. Uh, no. <laughs> Does King not work on scroll? <gasps> Well, I'm thinking we get to somewhere safe before we try and open it. I mean, I, I could not wait that long. Come yeah, on, it sure. is a magic scroll. We right, must you. look at it. Fine, I suppose. Uh, we'll, we'll do it here in this forest. Seems a little bit unceremonious, but okay. I pull out the scroll and the key, and I put the key into the lock. As soon as you touch the key to the scroll, uh, the case opens and reveals a piece of paper inside. Ooh. Exposition, chapter one. So anyway, then the war kept going that we all care very much about. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> what does it say? The scroll is titled The Last Will and Testament of Darak, Governor of Weitheim. I've given the order to evacuate. Outside, I can hear the clash of axes and crack of arcane devilry. The fighting has lasted for days now and destroyed many of the foundations of our once great city. There is nothing left to fight for, but the garrisons have volunteered to stay as long as they can, to hold back the wizards until as many of our people can escape as possible. I don't know how much longer they will last. I'm surprised they've lasted this long. Maybe that is because I've forgotten my honour, and I'm therefore taken aback when I see it in others. Power is an enchanting demon. I saw the power the wizards had, and I wanted it. I saw the chance to make my city and myself greater than any before, and damn me, I took it. But where are those who offer power? If they are strong enough to offer it, they have little reason to give it away. In our last days, the wizards became more and more interested in the Axe of Kadur. I knew they would try to take it by force, and now they have. But allow a dead man one last laugh. They will never find it. I sent it away under guard and in secret four days ago. The chaos that still grips the West means it isn't safe there. But I've sent it east to vanish into the Artanian remnant. They will head for Canopolis. And I pray that our culture's most sacred artifact will find a safer home. I've chosen not to evacuate. What is it sailors say? The captain must go down with his ship. And so here I remain, the last guardian of the only record of the journey I have sent the axe on. I do not know why the wizards desire it, but I know it cannot be good. And so I must make sure they do not claim it. I've discarded the crown I put on, a gift from those who used me. Instead, I sit here and wait to die. If the gods are kind, perhaps they will restore some little of my lost honour. I doubt this, though, and so I go wherever the dishonourable dead do. Looks like we're going to Canopolis. Do you know where Canopolis is, Leah? East. That's what it said in the thing. Damn, you are one brilliant <laughs> god. <laughs> Can you all roll history for me? Eighteen. Hendrik, you know that the city of Canopolis is no longer called Canopolis. It's called Kanjor, and is the capital of the Empire of Alahim. An empire which has been in civil war for the last five years. So, uh, again, good news and bad news. The good news is that I do know where Canopolis is. It is east. Um, the bad news is where east it is. It's in Alahim. Alahim, not the nicest place right now, in the middle of a civil war which has been going on for some time. I think some prince got killed or... 
or something like that. <laughs> and it probably doesn't matter. They're just they're warring over nothing. It's the city of Kanjor now. So if we can get to Kanjor through a civil war, well, maybe we'll find the axe. Sounds like a hotbed of revolution. I'm in. <laughs> I'm sorry we never found your brother's corpse. <laughs> It's all right. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Never mind, man. I'll forgive you. I feel like we've bonded since you became our backpack. Oh, God. <laughs> Can we go back to city, please? Have you still got my leg, by the way? Yes, I've, I've still got it. Thank God. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> I'm not going back in for it. Was yeah, it, cool. Was it because you lost your brother, Crow, that it worked for you? And that's what it meant by blood? I believe it's because since I had taken no injuries and was therefore not bleeding, I did not provide the Forsaken with the blood it so deserved. And therefore, I've rejected it. Oh, you're smart. I am quite smart. Assistant manager smart. A- again, we'll talk about that when we get back to town, but let's let's head back to Carusa and uh, maybe patch ourselves up a bit. Yes, let us find the pony and then go to town. Oh, yes, the. 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 The, the pony. The. <laughs> I whistle for the pony. You hear coughing. Coughing <laughs> from <laughs> the trees. <laughs> I missed you with that. How and are the, you? The plods slowly out of the trees and lies down out of breath. <laughs> we just left it out the <laughs> uh, You are a good pony there. You've been eating lots of grass. You look good. You look healthy. <laughs> the vomits. <laughs> Let's get going before anything else bad happens. It seems like only bad things have happened since we took up this contract. I, uh, I pick up Leah and put Leah on the pony. I could have done that myself. Uh, sorry, force of habit. Vo animal handling. The doesn't move. Come on, that. I love you. If I only had my arcane focus, I could turn it invisible for an hour. <laughs> so you don't have to see it die. Well, exactly, yes. <laughs> we should give it a Viking funeral. <laughs> it's still alive. Oh. It wheezes. I was going to give it like a, a tap on its rump to see if it will get... Uh, it starts trot running as fast as it can, wheezing as it goes off down the mountains <laughs> and Liam on its back. A trail of blood. Okay. <laughs> Slowly but surely From pulling where? behind it. Mouth, orifice, I don't know. <laughs> it's just dying. <laughs> it's on its last leg. It's so sick. Right, everyone, follow that very ill Shetland pony. <laughs> where will they lead our heroes? Will Artis ever be released from his chains? And what awaits our heroes in the war-torn city of Kanjur? Find out in the next benevolent installment of Infinite Deer, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Thank you for listening to Infinite Deer. If you like what we do and would like to support us, please consider following us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And be sure to subscribe to your podcast app of choice to keep up to date with the latest episodes. We also have a coffee page at coffee.com forward slash infinite deer, where you can help us keep the lights on by sending us a pound, a dollar, your firstborn, or whatever you can spare in your local currency. Thanks so much.